Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and prefer not to disclose, back to the Undressing Underground Podcast. I am Rob, here without kittens and kittens and unicorns. I can say it, I just need time. I'm here without kittens and unicorns this time because uh, she's out running errands. There's a time difference of about three hours between us and I have to go to bed soon even though it's early because I have to wake up at like 6 a.m. for my job. Anyway, this is Kittens and Unicorns conversation with Nefertitis. I, I I haven't actually listened to all of it yet. I know she explains Nefertitis, and it's the description is a lot less dirty than the way I say it. I don't think Kittens and I actually listen to each other's interviews anymore. <laughs> She's been editing her own a lot more, so I haven't needed to, even though I know I should, but I don't think she listens to most of mine anyway, unless I'm like, hey, listen to this and make sure I didn't forget to bleep out anybody's names that are alive. Anyway, here it is. There'll be no outro because I'm tired. Also, the sound quality is not the greatest. This was recorded a little bit ago. And, uh, oh great, there's fireworks going off. Because, I guess, I don't know if Ball State won their game or not. I'm sure they have the fireworks prepared either way. I don't even know if they're playing. I saw something about football parking. Whatever. The sound quality. Uh... It's a little bit blown out at points. Well, I mean, it's blown out pretty much throughout on Nefertiti's side. And it's still listenable. Everybody's still clear, but just prepare yourself for that. And uh, send us your guest suggestions and your short stories and poems and what have you when you're done or while you're listening to it. And, uh, enjoy. Hello? Is this Kittens and Unicorns? Yes! Hello, Nefertitis! Hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, it's great to hear your voice. Yeah, I've heard your voice before, of course. Yeah. Okay, can I ask you a question? Sorry, like I said, I always ask you if I can ask a question, but, um... That's what I'm here for. That's what PJ was here for. Okay. What is the origin of your Gawker username? What is your avatar and why did you choose it? How attached are you to it? Um, so I really was trying to think of how I came up with it. And I, I was trying to think of a clever username and um, just... I don't know how it popped into my head. I, I really don't have the foggiest. I mean, we're talking like 2008. Um, so it's also just plain old hard to remember. Um, but I just remember, you know, kind of coming across it and thinking it was amazing and, and typing it in and all that. And it wasn't for a really long time that I actually Google, just something had happened that made me want to Google it. I think that I was afraid that I was being doxxed or something. So I Googled um, the name and it turns out that other people have come up with it. Like there's two Twitter people who have it. And um, I think that there might even be some porn related thing or something. I can't remember what I found, but I was like, oh, I guess I'm not so original, but whatever, you know. And so you choose your oh. avatar accordingly, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I just, when I had chosen it, I had done a Google search and I I just felt like, you know, because the avatar is, is so small. Can you, you tell know, us what it is? I'm sorry. 
Oh, it's just a bust of Nefertiti's Nefer, uh, of, of head. Um, you know, okay, it's the yeah. very famous bust of, of Queen Nefertiti. Um, and I just wanted, you know, the outline of it is so clear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when people start to get really creative with their avatar pictures, it's like, dude, I can only see so much, you know, so much of it where this sort of had a very, um, obvious silhouette. So I liked it. I don't know. It's, it, I mean, seriously, if you Google Nefertiti, um, images, mm-hmm. that is the primary one. It's the most famous. I mean, I studied art history and so, you know, and I'll, we spent a lot of time on ancient Egypt. And so I was very familiar with that bust. Um, so I was happy to choose it. Ooh, okay. um, I forget what the other part of your was there another I feel like there was a oh like how attached I guess like how attached are you to your username like I don't think you've ever changed your name right well when I first started at Gawker um commenting I had some name that I cannot for the life of me remember I just know that it had the word dental in it, it was and I can't remember why I chose it um, and I can't obviously, I, I can't remember why I chose it since I can't remember the full name, but it was some stupid, you know, all I can remember is it had dental in it. And then I, um, you know, a, a later question that you have that I might as well answer now is have you ever been banned? And remember when, remember when AJ was doing those, this is a post. And yes. if you commented on the post, then you would automatically be banned. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to reincarnate. And so I posted, you know, on there, I was like, you know, went out spectacularly and and then was able to recreate myself as Nefertiti's. I mean, the, the first one was only literally just a few months, um, and I've been Nefertiti's ever since, since, like, I think around 2008-ish. So you are attached to your name. Like, you wouldn't change it again. Attached. No, I am extremely attached. I think that, you know, not only because of the length of time, but because I feel sort of... Um, you know that 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 people recognize that there is some sort of like this is who I am on Gawker. This is a, a persona that I have online that that I am attached to. Um, sure, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 been a while, and 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 I like it. So on that note, I think I remember reading last night a comment of yours that said like that you were like a brand because and you it was in reference to a trolls. I mean, my question is, have you ever had someone parody you in the comment section? Like, have you had an evil twin? And what right. happened? It was it's just the one time, as mm. far as I know, that comment that you had. Um, I noticed that you had recommended it um, at, uh, this morning or whatever. Um, yeah, it was. Ju- I'm I'm actually surprised that it wasn't more often because I do get a lot of people who are like, "Ooh, Nefertiti's, you think you're so great," you know, a type of thing. And I'm like, "Do do I?" <laughs> um, and so I'm surprised that other people haven't kind of tried to do that before, since since I do get some flack as as Nefertiti's. Um, so this was the only time that I'm aware of that just some guy he had also impersonated. I, um, Milton Burroughs cock and, um, and a few other people like over the course of a few days. So I was just one of, of many. And I felt heartened by the fact as stupid as that might sound that, um, that the commenters immediately kind of knew that that wasn't me, that this awful person saying mean things was not, was not me. Well, I just think, and I know I think he might listen to this because he's been on the show, but I I don't think it was believable because you don't cuss people out. And he was like going after commenters, calling them B words and C words. So, I, I mean, that's just not who you are. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, Neff, is this you, you know? And yeah. so that, that definitely is not who I mean, I think that I can be a lot more cutting um, as some somebody who simply 
uh, you know, put someone in their place. Um, I mean, I have no problem using any uh, profanity that I need to. I'm, I'm extremely comfortable and have always been comfortable with profanity my whole life um, to my detriment at times. But I don't think that calling people names is nearly as effective as using um, humor and sarcasm and all of the other tools that we have at our disposal with language. So, Okay, for the callers, I mean for the callers, for the listeners who might be listening, um, I, want, I don't know if they like, if they're not familiar with you, but one of the reasons I particularly like Nefertiti's is because I think, like, there's a lot of fucked up humor on Gawker, and the top names are usually, like, I think they might be, I don't know if they're guy names, but I I like that you're female and you have a really fucked up sense of humor, and it's, like, the I think, like, you can go with the best of them. So I found, a, like, a couple that I wanted to read. Is that okay? Oh, absolutely. Go right ahead. Shove okay. them in my face. So uh, there's, like, two sides of Neff. One of them is her, like, fucked up humor. The other is, like, it's like kind of obvious and cheesy, like kind of like the humor you might read in a popsicle stick, but I also love that stuff. So, um, okay. So for the first one, the fucked up stuff. I prefer, by the way, bazooka cartoon, but okay. Okay. Bazooka cartoon. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Um, bazooka is like the five cent gum. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's open it up and there's like a little cartoon and it's like a totally corny joke. Yeah. That's fair. Um, oh, here is the headline. The Gawker headline is, flight passengers tackle man rushing for cockpit screaming jihad. So this is Neff's comment, you guys. Screaming jihad in an airplane and rushing the cockpit is really just code for, I want you to catch and hold me immediately, very tightly. Now take me to a small and secure location for an extended period. Thanks. I'm calm now. I needed that. So that's, I hope that translates well when I read it. I don't know. When I read it online, I was like laughing. Um, but so, and then another one. It's that I'm like sitting here laughing at my own comment, but I do remember that. And Why not? I remember it's okay well, if you're laughing I, at it. Yeah, because I, I remember the incident too. And I remember thinking what goes through someone's head in this day and age to think that they could possibly get away with that. The only thing that I can think of is it is a massive cry for help for any sort of help of, of like, please, I, I, I need to be, um, you know, held down right away. I mean, you know, any, but a hug and I mean, that's the weird way to get it is, is, is to be restrained. And I have taught, you know, going back to my teaching, I taught, um, at a school where, uh, restraint was part of the daily routine routine where, you know, I had kids who would get upset over something that I said and throw a chair in my direction. I mean, it was really, these were kids who had exhausted the public school system. Nobody wanted them, but they still had a desire to uh, finish high school. And so this school was created for these very, very troubled kids. And, um, and sometimes it was explained to me when I first worked there, um, sometimes they, they just need to be held and they will flip the fuck out just to, to get that because they're not getting it from anywhere else. And it's unfortunate that this is the way it looks, but this is the way it looks. And that's what I thought of when I read about this, this guy freaking out. Anyway, go I, know, I thought it was a good take. I mean, you def it was definitely funny for me. Um, but next, the, a follow up to that before I read your second comment is: Do you ever, are you ever worried that people might be offended by your comments? And if so, like if you say no, what if it was a regular commenter? Would you give them more consideration? Uh, what do you mean a regular commenter? Like it's one thing when someone like you know an obvious burner in the gray is like says some like really negative shit to you about one of your comments that was one of your comments that is supposed to be taken in jest but if it was oh. an approved commenter that you're familiar with 
that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, I'll see somebody who said something really stupid whose name I am familiar with, mm-hmm. and I just immediately want to cut them down if it was something particularly, um, you know, just idiotic, and my inclination is to put them in their place type of thing. But in in a, I mean, without calling, you know, again, without calling them a straightforward idiot, but just sort of like showing them, hey, your comment was really idiotic, and here's why, in a humorous way. Um I I think I hesitate a little bit sometimes, uh, and sometimes I restrain myself. If it, you, you know, um, but I um, I basically I try not to restrain myself because you know, for me, Gawker is an outlet for me to be exactly who I want to be. I mean, there are people in my life that I have to see on a regular basis that I would like to say the things that I say to to, uh, on Gawker, but I can't because they will be offended and they will be like, oh my God, I can't believe she said that. And, 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 and I do get that sometimes in my real life, but, um, but on Gawker, it's like, I can completely let loose with, with whatever it is that I need to say. Um, and, and that's very freeing and I really appreciate, I mean, that's why I keep coming back year after year, even through all the, of the annoying changes and all of the, everything that, that has often, um, led many commenters to, to, to depart. It's like, I, I need that mutual relation or one-sided relationship. Um, so the next example I want to read is. The headline is South Korea pop concert disaster, 16 dead after falling through great. Nefertiti's comment. That's terrible. They just wanted to hear some great music. <laughs> I love that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's, so those are the two examples I pulled for you. Like, you know, your fucked up humor, but also like your like puns and more, uh, as you say, bazooka gum humor. Sure. And the, and that's pretty awful. I mean, the thing that people, you know, and sometimes I will get shit for it is that, you know, 16 people falling through great, you know, people dying, you know, that sort of thing. There was one in particular, um, there was that, uh, that, that really has resonated, you know, and kind of stayed with me. And, and there is every once in a while, a story that will stay with me, um, is a woman who, uh, you might remember she had, was working like three jobs and she couldn't make it home to shower and change her clothes and take a nap before getting to another job. And so she was napping in her car between shifts and the exhaust uh, was plugged up or something and, and she wound up dying from carbon um, monoxide uh, asphyxiation. And I mean, it just could not have been a more sad tale of, um, kind of struggling, uh, struggling worker, a struggling American worker, a struggling female, um, you know, just trying to make ends meet in every way that she could just working her ass off and dying literally as the result of that hard work. And I made, I, 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 you know, I kind of struggled with that in the comments. I'm like, I, I want to make a joke, but I just, it's so fucking sad. And then I came up with, she was exhausted, you know, and, and I, (laughs) that's good. I like that. And I, Felt bad about it, but you know, it's it's the thing is that I what I realized, I think, what that story made me realize, and then kind of the joke that that came to my head about it was, you know, this is catharsis of, it, you know, it's it's it the world is awful, and you know, like when you have stories, you'll see sad stories on Jezebel, and then you know they post here's some cute kittens to look at so that you can take your mind off it. And that's sort of the easiest kind of thing to do. But, 
you know, humor has always been, I mean, it's always been as a way to relieve the tension and a way to kind of make fun of truths. And, you know, not that I'm some great humorist, but it, it, I enjoy that, that, that ability, you know, to every once in a while that something will come to me to, um, to make light of a truly terrible situation. Mm. I mean, so you think that the, one of the reasons, I mean, I was wondering, like you, the way you set up that story was so sad and, you know, I was feeling very sympathetic and then you read me your comment and I couldn't help but laugh. Like, I'm wondering like, is it just a catharsis? Sometimes I wonder if we're just, we all are just a little bit fucked up. Yeah, no, no, no. It's totally fucked up that, <laughs> you know, I desire to make a joke in light of this woman's tragic end. Um, but, you know, the psychology of it is sort of obvious. I mean, it's like, no, I'm not a heartless person. I do care. I, you know, um, the place where I get the most crap is whenever I have posted anything about teaching. Um, and I do a lot whenever there's a story about it or whatever. If I make a joke, like I was going through a period where I was making jokes of, um, I would start a comment of, as a teacher, you know, and then I would say something that was like really fucking outrageous. And yeah, like I think I remember you said you threw a pencil at one of your students. Yeah, no, that's actually a true story. Um, <laughs> that that my boss threw a pencil at one of my students. I spat gum at one of my students. Oh, it no. was just a. It was at the same school that I was just describing, and it was just this awful, visceral reaction to this kid. Um, who had been awful to me for like a year. And, you know, it was, it was a terrible moment. It was a fireable moment. I mean, it was an Did assault. Did you get in trouble? You know, no, I went to my boss. I told him what happened. And my boss, who was just this absolute most burned out man that you ever, ever saw in your life, you know, really literally called one kid a waste of skin, oh you know, God. just had absolutely no sympathy for them. But he was also the best boss that I ever had um, as far as a teacher because he had our backs. I mean, so many times as teachers, we get left in the dust as soon as a parent complains, as soon as a kid complains, as soon as whatever, the administration will take the child's side. And this was a man who knew the reason why he was burned out is because he fucking knew how hard it was to be a teacher. And he extra knew how hard it was to be a teacher in that school. And he was like, Hey, it happens. That was his response. I'm like, wow, I'm going to work here for a while. But I really only lasted like two years because it's just, there is only so much that you can put into it. And, and my second year, I happened to be going through cancer and it just kind of made everything that much more intense. Um, and I just, after two years, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm done for a while at this school. <laughs> so anyway. Um, can I ask you something personal? Yes. Did having cancer affect your, like when you were told you had cancer, like did it affect, how did it affect your life or did it like afterwards? Yeah, you know, um, I got into an argument with a friend of mine <laughs> after um, I took a walk with her like six months after I had cancer. And she's like, so I have to ask, you know, what great life revelation did you get? And I'm like, nothing. And, 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 and she just persisted and she's like, no, you don't understand. You have to, have, you know, it has to have revealed something to you. And I'm like, no. It didn't. It just made me. I mean, the the only thing is, is it made me realize I, I got it at like 34, 34, 34, 35. And um, all it made me realize was, wow, I really am fucking fragile. And being that I had grown up being a slight hypochondriac, I was right that whole time. I'm totally right to be a hypochondriac. The worst had happened. Um, but really I, I didn't, you know, many people do go through it and they, you know, come out with some sort of, uh, renewed, whatever, joie de vivre, you know, I don't know. All I came out with was, wow, this really sucked. <laughs> you know, um, that's you it. So, sorry. Chemo? 
No, no. And I was really happy about that. I was super happy. I had two uh, surgeries and radiation. So uh, I was really happy that I didn't have to lose my hair and go through all the nausea and whatever, because I was a single woman with absolutely no family nearby. And I, you know, I, you, what you do find out, one thing that you do discover is who your friends are and you know, I didn't really have, I guess, very good friends because, I mean, I just couldn't find people to kind of take me, even to bring me home from the hospital to really, I mean, in the sense of you will definitely be there. You will definitely pick me up. You will stay with me for a few hours and make sure that I'm not like hemorrhaging, you know, that sort of thing. It just, it, it was hard. I mean, the the one friend who I asked who had gone through cancer herself, you know, was like, Oh yeah, I have to work at the bakery tomorrow. I really can't, you know, I mean, she just had some crap bakery job, you know, and it's like, what kind of friends am I making? So that, that, that's the only thing that I can say is it made me kind of reevaluate. Okay. What, what are the people, because I would be there for anybody. I, you know, you need me to be there to feed your cat because you might be late. I will be there. Um, and here I was with this extremely serious situation and everybody was just sort of like, uh, good luck with all that, you know? I'm really sorry. Um, Oh, no, no, no. I mean, first of all, it's a while ago. This is, you know, almost 10 years now. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it really is just like anything at this point. It's just another life experience to tuck into the belt, you know, but it is, you know, part of my experience. So. Anyway, moving on. I'm sorry. Is there, can I? I'm going to ask you questions about Gawker again. I'll um, switch over topics. Um, here's a topic no, I want to huh? reference. So I figured that you know it would be mostly Gawker. Go ahead. Um, so this is actually something I've been wanting to talk to somebody about, and I read like a post of yours or a comment. And so you, I know that you've been um, at least ungrade or something like that once, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is what Branch Mangler asked you on your page, but I would like you to comment on it. Okay. And I think it's something a lot of commenters deal with, like approved commenters who lose their follow and are in the gray suddenly. What's the big deal with being gray for a little while and getting refollowed on the merits of comments you may make in the future? So I wanted to, like, could you comment on that and tell us, like, you know, what it, what does it feel like when you go from, like, in the black to in the gray? Oh, when you, uh, so when you go from black to, to gray, when you mm-hmm. get to Um, I mean, I, th- <laughs> I definitely think that considering my sort of ongoing dedication to Gawker and, um, and then I think that also there's a certain level of um, pride that goes with being Nefertiti's and, and, you know, kind of knowing how to, how to create a good comment that, that people really like and, and starting to feel sort of, you, you get a false sense of being valuable, which is really a mistake, especially, you know, I mean, the the way that they treat us and the way that they have treated us over the course of time and whatever is, and, and even AJ confirmed this, is, is they really don't think very much of the commenter's value. Right. Um, and they really just don't, they don't care who Nefertiti's is. They don't, you know, they, they don't. And, um, and so it is a, a blow to that kind of, you know, self-esteem that you've built up as your individual, um, you know, kind of persona that you've created to be devalued in that way of, of uh, just like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that it was um, a particular post that uh, I had criticized uh, the writer for. Yeah, um, I'll, read you, I'll read the comment that got you on grain, according to you. Yeah. Um, and it was a criticism. And so this the comment is... And it was such oh, a minor fucking criticism. Oh, I'm sorry. And the headline was about, like, I think, like, a 10-year-old kid was impaled on his sled. And this happened in Maryland. Um, and so your comment is, 
The death report from this morning was one thing because it was from NYC. And at least we managed to squeak some humor out of someone's silly comment. But to report on this poor child's death in Maryland rings sour. It smells of ambulance chasing and obituary scouring. Seriously, what is the purpose here on Gawker to tell us of this particular tragedy? Um, I thought it was okay a comment. It wasn't like the most inflammatory thing I've read. No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. It wasn't, I wasn't calling him a jackass. I wasn't calling him a bad writer. I wasn't anything. And you who know, was it that ungrade you? I mean, who was it that put you the, back in the gray? Um, and, and again, we have no idea. It's just um, I could only deduce that from based on I don't think I had written very much that day. That was the only thing that I could think of. Um, it, it was, God, I can't remember. It was, um, uh, I know he has a Jewish name and that's all I can remember is Adam, the writer. Of the Adam piece. Weinstein? No, it wasn't Adam. There's another guy who has kind of a sort of more obvious, um, I don't know. I feel really uncomfortable yeah. now. I'm like, oh, yeah. hey, I'm Jewish. I can do it. Um, God. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't, I really just, at the moment, I can't recall, which is really weird because I was really upset with him for a long time, but I, I just, I cannot. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pretty sure that it was him, but in, in all seriousness, it, it could have been some intern. It could have been anything. It could have been, it couldn't, it might not have even been that comment, but I just sort of focused on it. And I wrote like a, a blog post on crosstalk about it. Cause I was pissed about it. I was pissed about the capriciousness, you know, it's because again, I overestimated my value, you know, and, and I will quibble with what AJ said. And, and, and I think it's stupid to quibble with it because obviously he is more well-informed than I ever will be, or even want to be. Um, but he was just like, Oh, the commenters never bring the, the numbers. They never bring in the, the uh, uniques, um, the unique page views. And I find that really hard to believe that people come to Gawker with their like two paragraphs and they're not there to see what the commenters have to say about it. Because I know that anybody who has spent time on Gawker that's what they're there for. They're there to see the, um, the, the, the peanut gallery. They're there to read. What do people have to say? But I click on articles sometimes just to see, like I will skim over the article and I'll be like, what do people have to say about this incident? Um, so I find it really, um, hard to believe that, that they, they still don't give any, uh, credit whatsoever, to the fact that the intelligence of the their commentariat um, doesn't provide it, it motivate people to come. Mm, I think like when AJ, when I talked to AJ, he didn't sound he didn't sound like you know malicious against the commentariat, and that's why I believe what he said. But I do think that the writers don't like <laughs> just like in general, all the writers don't like. That maybe I do think that there's like the, some of the commentary, and I'm not saying I do or don't believe that maybe they're more important than the writers, right? Is the implication. It, and I mean, I know a lot of people who read Gawker and definitely read all the comments, you know, um, and they're always like, yeah, the comment section is great, but I, I just don't think that the writers like that. I don't know how to. Yeah, no, no, no. You're articulating it. I mean, I mean, it's true. I think that basically any, you know, any credit that they give us for our witticisms is, um, you know, taking away from their pride. Um, you know, but again, I'm speaking from a point of pride of this kind of persona that I've created that does, um, you know, fairly consistently at times, um, I guess that's contradictory to say fairly consistently at times. That's like a mouthful right there, but, um, you know, uh, bring it, you know, that their, their commentary Gawker is known for that as far as, as far as I know, I think that they're insulated in their idea of what their, their company is and they're right um, for what they're looking at, their numbers, their bottom lines, their uniques, their whatever. But 
but we're their audience. We're their customers. We know why we come. Right. I mean, the, 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 um, you know, if you look at why somebody goes to one grocery store over another, the people who work it and manage it and are the CEOs and, and whatever, they're looking at very different things. I, that they don't know that I go to their grocery store because, you know, maybe it's more convenient um, to my house. Maybe it's, um, it, you know, the, the aisles are, are lit up better for whatever reason. Maybe they have my particular brand of feta cheese. You know, they're not out asking these these questions of me, so they don't really know. They just know, oh, this is, you know whatever, I'm getting into things that I don't really know very much about, but I'm just saying that we're both insulated on either side. The commentariat is one group and the people who run it are a different group and, 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 and that's that. I mean, I'm a, I do think that the commentary are, or Gawker's comment section, all of Gawker Media's comment section. So that's including Deadspin and Jezebel, Io9 and Kotaku. Mm-hmm. I think it's like not, I, I hesitate, hesitate to say like, 50%, 50% equal value, but I would I would say like, you know, we do like 35% value to Gawker. I don't know. I mean, the percentages I'm pulling out of my butt, so I don't even know. Sure, what I have no idea. I mean, sometimes I'll go to um, articles on the other uh, on the other forums that aren't like Gawker or Jezebel. You know, the the ones that I go to less. Like I almost never go to like you know Deadspin or Kodaku or whatever. Um, you know, and, and I'll be surprised at how different the, um, how, how, how different the, um, environment is in Especially each place. Especially Deadspin. Yeah. Like they're, 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 they are, it's, um, Plus ones. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they make fun of the plus ones over at that. Or if you go to a Jezebel article that has a, the, that is reporting on the same story as Gawker, but it's written by a Jezebel um, writer and uh, to, you know, they have their audience and Gawker has their audience. Then Jezebel invariably there's going to be, Oh, don't even go on the main page and look at what they're writing, what they're writing. is awful. And you know, all that. Wait, Gawker and, commenters um, do that up to Jezebel the, commenters too. Like, Oh, I wonder what yeah. Jezebel's going to say. I was going to say, and yeah. then you go to the other side and, and they'll do that. So, so each one of them has their own kind of, you know, um, environment, their own, um, click and their own whatever. And I have failed miserably at Jezebel at times because I don't always understand their, uh, Humor? what's okay and what's oh, not. Okay. Um, you know, they have a very, um, I don't know, sometimes I think it's kind of a fucked up idea of what modern feminism is and, and they're very strident about it at times. And so if I say something that doesn't, um, go with the party line, um, then you can easily create a pile on. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting. And then, you know, sometimes they'll wander over to Gawker and, and try to set somebody straight and then there might be a pylon. So, you know, it, it is very, uh, kind of interesting at times. And I sometimes I'll the go... same thing to Jezebel. I know there's a bunch of Gawker people, commenters who go to Jezebel to flood their comment section absolutely, and pile them absolutely. on. So, I mean, we just have this weird <laughs> fight with Jezebel. I don't know why we're like in the same under the well, same Gawker Media Company. Because, because each side can be strident about their True. point of view. I think that, you know, Gawker by and large, um, you know, I think that they have a much more wide variety of voices where you will get kind of, um, you know, you'll get everything from the MRAs to the, um, y- you know, very staunch feminist uh, opinions um, to people who don't care and are just there for the laugh and, and whatever else. Um, whereas, uh, Jezebel has, uh, you know, at times it seems that they have less of a variety that, like I said, there is this kind of, you know, if you don't think the way that we think, um, uh, then, then we're going to fuck you up. You know, uh, we're, we're, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I can agree with that only cause I do think on Gawker, it's exactly the same. Like if you step outside the party line, 
you will get creamed. Oh, sure. If it, you know, sure on uh, race issues, on whatever, um, you know, because the absolutely yes, I, I will agree to that to an extent. Um, but a lot of times, and Gawker stepping outside the party line means saying something that is offensive to most thinking people. Um, you know, I mean, really, it, it doesn't take much, and and that's usually people who are the. Um, like it's interesting that the trolls are really different. Like on Jezebel, you'll have a lot more concerned trolls as opposed to straight up trolls. Mm. You'll have, oh, I see what you're saying, but what if you looked at it from this really offensive point of view? You know, that's what you'll see on Jezebel. And then the trolls over on Gawker are, um, are just straight up, you know, Absolutely. idiotic, whatever asshole statements, um, you know, just looking to get, attention to get out of the grays to get into a fight to I see what you whatever. mean yeah. there's less I see what you mean um briefly one of I remember like Max reads one of his comments in regard to Gawker and it was Gawker doesn't have an asshole problem we have an asshole solution it might be like one of the best things he's ever said sure yeah I yeah, I would say that is a good solution. I I don't think that the whole graying and graying has been effective. Like the, you know, I just um, saw that um, Meg Swan, who is a she, that's a name that I have seen since before I was even a commenter, and she's gray right now. She doesn't comment overly often. You know, she's not there. You know, every day, um, but she has been consistently there for years, and there is. Um, you know, and she's smart and, and, and contributes and, um, she's an attorney in real life or whatever. She should not be gray. And there should have been some sort of, um, way for people who have been there forever. I mean, but again, you think that if you've been there longer, it gives you more of a say or more of a right to be there. Oh, absolutely not. Because, um, there are a lot of people whose names I've seen for a long time who I won't necessarily mention, who I think that their comments are mostly idiotic and not really contributions at all. And sometimes I'll say things that are idiotic and whatever, you know, I think that, that it's all right for us to have to earn whatever, you know, place we have whatever imagined you know status or or whatever that we have but there are a lot of people who are black um who who are not gray who I have no idea why like they said one thing maybe that somebody degrade them and now they're populating the uh the area with you know these asinine comments that do you know um, Penabler sure yes so Penabler and Kate it's either Kate 2424 or 4242. Her avatar is a um, gif of Homer Simpson going, woohoo. But um, they wrote on Rich, Rich's post, it was about like men. He thinks that like men who wear shorts look ridiculous. He was like confirming, saying that. And um, I know that they disagreed and mm-hmm. they got banned. And although, no, I swear. And although Rich, when like he's told Penabler, like I'm not the one that banned you, like there were like an assortment of people who are banned that day from that post. And I would never say that Penabler or Kate are inflammatory or, or talk too much. So I don't know what happened that day. That was kind yeah, of strange. Rich, Rich in particular, he has a very thin skin. <laughs> I mean, I have observed him for years and. Um, he just does. He has a really thin skin. There was some article that he had written about, um, gosh, who is that girl who they were writing about like almost daily for a while? You know how they get on these, these tangents or, um, Rachel Dolezal? No, 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 no. Amanda Bynes? I don't know. No, no, no. This is a, a blonde girl, a writer. She was a writer for, um, uh, oh shit. I really, my memory is so terrible. Um, she's a, a young woman and she was, I guess, in a relationship with AJ. Um, oh, Kat Marnell from Vice. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, um, 
so yeah, they were writing about her a lot. And, and so I wrote some comment to the effect of, oh, you're only writing about her because you're, um, roommate because AJ and Rich, um, were roommates for a while. Uh, your roommate is screwing her, whatever. Uh, cause somebody wanted to know who she was. That's right. Somebody wanted to know who she was. And, and so I'm you like, said that in response to Rich or to a commenter? I said it in response to the commenter asking who she was, if I remember oh, correctly. Ooh. I mean, this is a while back, mm-hmm. but um, anyway. She's a little bit more famous than that. She's also like, yes, you know, so famous for doing lots of drugs and like surviving. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I mean, it just, um, but anyway, so I wrote this. So way like two days later. You know, and a lot of people like this comment, and there were a lot of comments on it, if I remember correctly. And um, and then, like, two days later, Rich comes in and, like, starts, like, writes to just something like, you don't even know what you're talking about, <laughs> you know? And so we got into, like, a conversation where I'm like, dude, you have no idea how little I know what I'm talking about. I really don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just here... I'm just here to make people laugh, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was fine, but he just, he needed to come back Mm. to let me know that I didn't know what I was talking about. And, and I've seen evidence of this thin skin over and over again. And even AJ mentioned Rich as having, you know, kind of struggled at times with what people say. He specifically mentioned him, um, you know? So, I mean, I've seen him go back and forth with James, and it was a little bit like, mm. like I, Rich said some things that I, well, I mean, we all say things when we're upset. I, I don't know why. It was just, I guess you think writers, I mean, I give the writers respect. Like, I do respect them, and but then when they, like, act like, you know, asses in the comment section, it's just, you forget that they're human, too. Like, just like, you know, it's easy to forget that teachers are people, yes. right? Until you like you one of your friends becomes a teacher and you're like, Oh my god, you're drinking with me at a bar, but tomorrow you're teaching like crazy. Um, I guess into that same effect. So on that note, wh- who wh- which of the writers do you think deal with the comment section best? Like the way they engage with criticism, who do you think is best at it? Um Lacey. Lacey, probably. Okay, Donnie, okay, why? Not that she really writes anymore. Just because she's always super friendly. I mean, granted, people love her, but she is like, you know, if you take like, uh, Katie is sort of similar in the same way that her posts are always going to be fun and um, lighthearted and and Lacey sort of writes the same way. Um, But Katie is always like a step back. She's always sort of removed in her comments, um, just slightly like aloof. Whereas Lacey is just as warm. Um, I mean, she's just like, thanks. Even to criticism. And, you know, she's friendly. Um, I, I don't, I can't think of a part, you know, a particular incident, you know, where she was criticized. I mean, people tend to really like her because I think that her, um, and granted, I never met her in person. You're a lot more um, geographically capable of, of stalking her than I am. Um, but I would love to meet her in person. She just seems like a really warm, um, nice, decent human being. Um, and I've just noticed, I mean, I've just noticed that she just seems to have a good persona. If in, you saw a Gawker in, writer in real life, would you approach them? Oh my God, in a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> what would you say? Well, I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably embarrass myself by saying, no, I'd probably embarrass myself by saying, hi, I, you might know me, I'm Nefertiti's, and then I'd be horribly, horribly crushed when they were like, what? Who? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, even honestly, even just talking to you right now, you know, I was, I, 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 you know, I wanted to do this, but at the same time, as the hour was approaching, I'm like, who the fuck do I think I am that anybody for the three people, the three of you that might be listening right now, 
I I have no idea why you're here. Go do something more productive. No, I say life. please listen because I'm conducting <laughs> these calls. So please stay and listen. <laughs> Don't leave. So, excuse me. <clears throat> anyway, oh, I have a random question. I, Can you hear the grapes that I've been eating? No, okay. no. Can you hear that I'm like drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette right now? No, that sounds <laughs> awesome. I miss smoking cigarettes. Mm. Yeah, that's one thing about Prague. They have really good fucking beer and it literally, quite literally, is cheaper than water. Like if what? you go Yes, you um this is the case in Europe that um when you order water, they don't bring you tap water. You have to specify, and sometimes they'll just they'll charge you for it anyway. Um, but they typically will bring you bottled water, and it will cost more than the beer that you ordered. It's really well, at least in Prague. I mean, I just came back from um, kind of like a tour of um, some of the countries around here. Like we went to Germany and Hungary and. Austria, and that wasn't the case so much there, but I heard here. in Italy, if you order espresso or like a coffee and you sit down, it will cost a lot more than if you stand up to have it. I couldn't tell you. I've never been to Italy, unfortunately. I mean, I haven't either, as <laughs> I hope I go one day. Um, okay, we've. I'm going to ask you just a few more questions. I hope you don't mind. No. Like, like one or two. Um, what's a comment or an argument that you are tired of seeing over and over again on the main page? I think it's the same one that everybody is. Um, I definitely don't understand why the Redditors continue with that whole line. Um, what line? About, about Cocker stealing all of their information from Reddit. Um, yeah, right. and, and, and somebody... One of the writers recently posted um, something to that effect uh, that was very funny. In the comments, he responded to a commenter making one of those comments, and he's like, yes, because everyone knows that all news begins and ends with Reddit or something. like." I mean, he said it more humorous than that. But, I mean, it's just not just that it's so tired and useless and contributes nothing and means nothing, but it is... Um, what does it matter where they get it from? It's the internet. Everybody gets everything from everywhere. Right. And, you know, it should be complimentary or it should be something. And Reddit is, you know, the, the few times that I've gone over there because it's been in the news or because there's an AMA that I was curious about or whatever, um, you know, it, it really is a piece of shit website. Um, that I can't even understand why anybody would take any pride in it whatsoever. Um, but just, it's, it's just such a stupid and useless comment that, that it really annoys. There's you know, a, the in, on Reddit, there's a secret Reddit group. Oh, not a, it's, it's like a Reddit group called Gawker. And I'm pretty sure there's another one called like Gawker sucks where mm. all they do is like, you know, they talk shit about Gawker commenters as well. What they call they say that we're hypocritic hypocritical and sanctimonious or something, but and, I mean and some of it is true and some of it is not. Yeah, Gawker is absolutely hypocritical and sanctimonious in their coverage of things and, and whatever. Like, you know, they're posting this past week, you know, things about Reddit or whenever they've posted gloating about some BuzzFeed fuck up or or whatever else, and not be self-referential about their own problems, their own uh, transitory, you know, the, right. the, the, right. the, you know, the, somebody called the uh, editor-in-chief position the equivalent of the defense against the dark arts position in the Harry Potter, where not a single <laughs> editor will last longer than a year in the position, you know? That is so um, and awesome. It's really who said and it's that? like, I cannot remember, but it was absolutely so apt and so perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's like, you know, if you're going to be, it, how, 
if you're going to write an article like that, you just, you have to be cheeky because otherwise you look like a bunch of dicks, you know, and you look stupid and childish and you, you know, uh, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense with all of your so-called transparency, um, why you wouldn't say, yeah, and us too, you know, but look, let's look at Reddit right now, you know, or let's look at BuzzFeed or let's look at, you know, whoever else. Um, it's just kind of ridiculous that it, it shows a, a, a tone deafness and, and granted they can't break the fourth wall all the time, but you just can't, especially it was most glaring this past week when they're like, yeah, let's look over here. Don't look at us so closely. <laughs> so. <laughs> so next question, who do you think is the scariest commenter scariest <laughs> i would say if i didn't know him like if he wasn't on my side mm-hmm. i would say that it it at one time it would have been john benet ramsey <laughs> everyone brings this person up on the show it's so great yeah i mean i mean i love him and I know that he has caused pain for others at times, but I also feel, and he's mentioned that he has self-reflected um, and there has been, you know, a change. And I just, I think he's really funny and you know that, that. you no, think yeah, so too. Yeah. And, you know, if he's not hurting people with stupid comments, um, like he used to, he's, he's, I think he's extremely valuable, but dangerous, you know, in this kind of like, um, Lord Byron sort of like, <laughs> what's he going to say now? You know, um, you know what they say about Lord Byron, he's mad, bad and dangerous to know. And I know that he'll be so happy when he hears me compare him. So. I'm sure I know that he'll take it all in stride as compliments. <laughs> um, so then next, I guess the next question is, who are some of your favorite commenters aside from JBRH and who do you think are the funniest? Cause they could be different, I guess. So, um, so I would say that one of my favorites, um, because she, she kind of comes from behind, you know, she, you don't see her coming and you read it and you, you know, it starts off innocently enough and then it, it, not only is it like you laugh out loud, but it sticks with you and you think about it. And, and she does this to me on a consistent basis. And that is Miss Clementine Roundtree. Oh, awesome. Anything in particular you remember? Yes. Yes. So, um, a couple of, a, a couple of things, but one in particular that I can, I can almost recite is, um, so there was a um, an article about like the worst of Facebook, you know, to to talk about the worst the worst um, that you have on your Facebook page, uh, and so I just that morning had had something that you know on my page that I literally not just wanted to defriend this person, but I wanted to go to her house and torch it slowly so that she would suffer. Um, so she's done this sort of thing before, but this was like one of the worst where she's a hypochondriac, like really fucking bad. Like she, she's one of those people. And I think that I could write a book about Facebook kind of types, archetypes, but she's the type that she needs the sympathy. So she will go on and she will, the, the way that she gets it is by complaining about her various imaginary maladies. So she might have a migraine this day, or, I mean, she literally will complain about the tiniest sniffle and, you know, and just go on about it. And then her group, her kind of posse of, of sympathizers it, it looks virtually the same every time where it's, oh, you poor thing, or, oh, you just have to make it through the work day, or, oh, sick again, you know, and, and then, um, and uh, there's a, this one woman who's just constantly promoting her essential oil, so it's always with, oh, you should try eucalyptus, and this and that, and the other thing, and it's just, I literally, it, it just, 
it, it, I can't ignore it. And I can't minimize her exactly because for one, she's taking care of my dog while I'm away, uh, while my boyfriend is at work during the day and that sort of thing. So I can't, you know, get rid of her and, and she's just, I'm part of a community and I hate it, but you know, it, I really, really sometimes despise the whole thing, but anyway, so anyway, so how is this related to anyway, Sorry, sorry, sorry. I had to build it. I had to build it up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so she posted um, that morning about a bruise that she had gotten on her toe from something. And oh, it was God. a close-up picture of her foot with this bruise. And her nails were gnarly and had dirt under them. And... <laughs> And there was some sort of strange, like, I don't even know how it was, but like, you have to find this post, kittens, because I saw it. I, mean, I know like, which toe, two, I saw the toes. You saw it. <laughs> two of her toes were pointing in one direction and two in the other, and like it was deformed. Oh. And it just couldn't have been more of a grotesque imagery for me to see the very first thing in the morning. And it really just pissed me off and made me mad. So as soon as I saw that post, I was just like, I'm going for it. And at first I didn't post the picture, but then uh, uh, Lassie, um, you know, kind of like goaded me a little bit. And so I posted it and people were just like freaking the fuck out. And part of me was like a little afraid, you know, like maybe, maybe it's possible that somebody who she knows could see this, but you know, fuck it. I don't even fucking care. And, um, damn it. I forgot your question. No, it was like, <laughs> what did Miss Clementine do? Like, why is she? Oh, right, right, right. So she posted, if you go back there, she posted, she goes, uh, something to the effect of, I don't know how this goat woman made it to a computer to post, to post here, but you need to go and like, you know, salt the earth around her house and something it was it was something and I feel really bad that I can't duplicate the comment for you right now mm-hmm. um but it was so it made me laugh it made you know and she has done that consistently uh for me and I really appreciate that well, uh, maybe she'll appreciate the shadow the final question is about you Using three separate adjectives, and I say separate because like, try not to make them be kind and funny or kind and nice, just they're the same. So what would you want people to know about Nefertiti's or how would you describe yourself using three adjectives? It's just an impossible question, really. Why? <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I mean, because you had pre-sent me this question right. and um, was I not supposed to say that? No, that's fine. Um, I've already said it like on the show that yeah, I okay. send it <laughs> Um, and I really just, I'm, I'm so amazing really that I cannot be narrowed down to just three. Um, and, and so on the basis of that, I refuse to answer. Oh no, everyone's done it though. Oh my God. Um, okay. So going back on refusing to answer, (laughs) I will say, thank you. I will say, um, fluffy. Um, um, uh, bloody, fluffy. All right. Oh, shit. I can't hear myself. Hello? Now I can. Yeah, so in case you've noticed, I lied about not coming back at the end. Uh, because I didn't listen to the file that Kittens and Unicorns sent me until just now, I didn't realize that it didn't include the last bit from Nefertiti's edited in. <laughs> so today is a please subscribe to us anyway day. We promise this is going to happen every week. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we have more interesting people. I mean, I'm at least trying to get. There's tons more Gawker people coming up. If you're just here for the Gawker people, don't worry. They'll keep coming. 
At some point, we'll even play... What's his name? Blurg? Blurg's rape joke that he sent to us. Uh... I wish Kitten's eating the corns was here, because... I, was, I didn't plan for this. I planned less than usual for this. So let me just say, next week, I'll talk to Mike Verda, I guess, because I haven't talked to anybody else yet. <laughs> so please send your guest suggestions as well. I have more interviews I'm going to do. I have more people reaching out to, but just at the moment, all I have recorded and ready is Mike Verda, the uh, Star Wars legacy guy. He's got some things to say about Star Wars that make me laugh. Everything he said made me laugh because very opinionated people make me laugh. Uh, I don't know who Kim's Unicorns has next week. I know she's recorded calls with Burl Ives, Left Nut, and others. I am doing a really bad job at this. Holy shit, have we dropped the ball this week. We'll be back on track next week, I swear. I, I'm sorry, Nefertiti's. God damn it. Uh, if you want to volunteer to read emails that people sent me after I emailed them about their weird misconnection poems, short stories, and vague posts. Um, please reach out to me at rob at undressingunderground.com and we'll read those and put them on the end of an upcoming episode. I had a lot of fun emailing those people. I don't know. Some of them seemed really happy that he's talking to somebody. So I assume you'll be doing them a favor by giving them a voice. Uh, if you're a gawker, Jezebel, whatever, commenter. Kins really wants to talk to a Deadspin commenter, so if you're on Deadspin and you're posting those witty little puns that we all love so much, reach out to her. But seriously, if you do anything else, or you know anybody doing anything that's interesting at all, have them reach out to me. I'd love to talk to them. And uh, we'll be on the ball next week, I swear. Visit us at the blog, addressingunderground.com. Goodbye.